The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey gang, how are you? Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow. Here we are. One week away is the live show with Bill and Joanne from The Morning Show on Compound Media. And they are going to take on The Karate Kid live at the AMC in Clifton, New Jersey, January 23rd. Only a very few amount of tickets left. Get them right now at guttingthesacredcow.com. Want to advertise with us? Cool. We want to help you build your brand or your product. GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. And for all of our new fans and friends, welcome. Now, the only thing we ask of you, give us a five-star rating or as well as a two- or three-sentence review on the podcast platform you hear us on. So, podcast platform, two or three stars, actually two or three sentences, five stars, please. And that's it. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And without further ado, here's Delvin Cox slashing the tires of the Fast and the Furious because Fast and the Furious is part four. And we don't do that film on this one. So, nanny nanny boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. This is not my office. Kevin Israel, name that film. I'm so in the mindset of this movie today that I'm not even thinking about what these quotes are. I'm not playing your stupid games, Kevin Goatee. You're just mad because our our listeners sometimes get upset when you don't get these quotes. And I gave you an easy one. I know this one. Go ahead, Delvin Cox. It's Beverly Hills Cop. Two. Beverly Hills Cop Two. The first one, he said, this is not my locker. And the second one, this is not my office. You damn right it's not. I, I love that movie. I do Classic. too. I love. I think two is as good as one. I agree. I just Thank watched you. one uh, two days ago, and it holds up beautifully. Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't lose a doesn't lose a, lose a beat. It is beautiful. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, we are back cutting the sacred cow. Happy New Year, guys! By the time you listen to this, it's going to be two weeks until our live show. Wow. January. Happen. I know. January 23rd at the AMC Clifton in Clifton, New Jersey. We have some tickets left now. Do not dick around. Get the tickets. They are almost gone. It is socially distanced. You'll have to wear a mask, so you'll be spaced out. So don't worry about the COVID shit. And if for whatever reason it gets canceled, we you get your money back. Guttingthesacredcow.com. 
to get your tickets, articles, merch, and all that. Today, though, we are rejoined by a friend of the show. That's right, friend of the show. I take great pleasure in saying that Delvin Cox has come back. Welcome back, Delvin. Yeah, buddy. Good to see you. What's going on? Nothing much. Thank you guys for having me back on this legendary podcast that I enjoy legendary. so much. Legendary. Yes, it, it's, it's definitely. I have to suck up a little bit because I'm going to roast for the Kevin Israel's movies. He's sucking but up. I, I don't know why you think it's one of my movies. <laughs> for those you who are not, for those you who are listening to the podcast, Kevin Israel is sporting a black tank top with the star of David necklace prominently hanging from his neck with in the background. A car. I, I, I got to click on you to see which car that is. That I'll, is. I'll get into the car when I get into my Okay. Car. All worry. right. All Don't right. Worry. He's here. So that's so, so that's the story. So Kevin Israel is he he does get dressed up for these podcasts when he when he does take offense. So I'm going to take a guess and say he's quite ready for bear. But Delvin Cox, as we remember him from the Avatar episode my god that must have been march so wow we're almost at 10 10 months or so but yeah. delvin has returned and i love this the, this second first choice i forgot what it was delvin remind me and it kind of oh midsummer right yeah i'm so it's, glad you didn't do that i, didn't I haven't seen to watch, it uh, i didn't want to have to watch it again i didn't yeah, see it's, it it's awful <laughs> that's I, all i gotta say yeah i didn't <laughs> see it so but delvin has rebounded so nicely with his second choice and I knew it would get Kevin Israel's testicles in a knot. And that is the first Fast and the Furious film. 2001, it came out with a budget of $38 million, a gross of $207 million. Translate to $2020, $56.1 million budget, $305.7 million haul. IMDB, as we all know, is a scale one through ten with decimal points. Delvin Cox, what did the first Fast and the Furious film score on IMDB? I'm going to say 6.7. Kevin Israel. I I have a feeling it's lower. I'm going to say like a 5.3. Delvin Cox is the proud owner of two showcases here on The Price is Right. (laughs) 6.8. Wow. Much higher than I thought. He was a cunt hair away from that one. Rotten Tomatoes, as a, we all know, a 1 through 100 percentage-based score. What did the critics give Fast and the Furious Kevin Israel? I'm going to stay low. 5.8. Well, 58, I guess, then. 58, yeah. 58, sorry. Delvin. I'm going to say 53. Delvin Cox, yet again, wins both showcases, and this time gets it dead nuts on. 53%. Damn. Did you cheat, you son of a bitch? I wish I did. This week just fucking (laughs) off. 50. He's off by one-tenth of 1%, and he nails it for the other one. Holy shit. Delvin Cox, what did the audience score for Fast and the Furious on Rotten Tomatoes for the hat trick? This one's going to be hard. I'm going to say 68. Kevin. 63. 74. Wow. See, wow. my people. My people. <laughs> a, a, a lot of dumb people out there. Okay. <laughs> Quotes. Hector, I got a last name, but I can't pronounce it. Are you guys sure this film wasn't written by Descartes or Dostoevsky? 
Just ask it. <laughs> the next one. You can't jump in the ring ring with Ali because you think you can box. And I ask you, was this David Mamet who wrote this or was it Martin Scorsese who wrote this film? So trying to figure this one out. I live my life at a quarter mile at a time. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. I owe you a 10-second card. <laughs> Kevin Israel, I can't keep you caged any longer. What quotes do you have from this masterpiece? I mean, this entire film is incredibly quotable. But the one that I've actually said in my life that wasn't one of the, the big quotes is, Row! I smell skanks. Yeah. <laughs> Should have made the cut. Should have made the cut. Delvin Cox, how about yourself? What? Uh, oh, I have... I have what multiple quotes? bad quotes from this movie that just... Let's just start off with the first one. Okay. No! Monica! <laughs> by, the, by the legendary actor, Ja Rule. <laughs> I've got notes about him. Continue, sir. Oh, 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 here's another one that I know Kevin Israel knows this one by heart. You almost had me. You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> Brilliant. By the best actor in this movie, Vin Diesel. And if Vin Diesel's the best actor in your movie, you have problems. <laughs> Let's see. I got some more. You can have any brew you want as long as it's a Corona. Oh, I was going to write that one down. I was going to write that one down. Okay. Good God. Right, let, me give, let, me, let me give you one more. Okay. If I win, I take the cash and I take the respect. To some people, that's more important. Man, you actually delivered it more believably than Paul Walker did. Oh, oh, we're gonna get into this <laughs> that big time. He delivered delivered it more believably than Paul Walker could have delivered it right now, this second. <laughs> and he's been dead for five years. For those of you who have not yeah. been keeping score at home, yeah. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. Five fun facts, five fun facts, five fun facts. The Raceway Race Wars sequence made use of, I tell you what, I'll let you guys take a guess. How many cars and how many extras? Cars and extras, how many? Delvin? I know this, so I'm not. You do? Okay. Yeah. Delvin, how many cars, how many extras in the Race Wars se- uh, sequence? 100 cars. 200 extras. You are completely the opposite of what you were with the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, and that's way the fuck off. 1,500 cars. 1,500 cars. And 1,000 extras. Holy crap. Yeah, that was a massive scene. And they were all, they was all like real people in their cars. Rob Cohen confirmed all of the lead players were romantically involved in real life with their respective on-screen love interests. Vin started to get the hots for Michelle, or vice versa. Paul was definitely into Jordana. And I sure would love to definitely be inside Jordana Brewster. We'll get into that. (laughs) Very interesting. Couldn't tell by this movie. <laughs> it's horrible ass acting. <laughs> you know, this is one of my favorite topics, Kevin Israel. Who were all considered to play the role of Brian O'Connor? I will give you two names are A-listers, both uh, now they're more A-listers. And a rapper. All to play Brian O'Connor. Want to take a guess? I, mean, I have a guess for the rapper. Who? 
Ja Rule. No, Brian O'Connor. What you dummy? I, I know, but I have. I say that for a reason. <laughs> okay. Because goddamn, and this is one of my points. But I'll get into it later. They play a lot of fucking Ja Rule music in this in this movie. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> and, 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 and it feels like they were like, hey. We're going to make you the main character. This is, we saw him act. Never mind. All right. We'll it just is, put your music in the movie. I'm actually curious. I thought, I thought he, was the, uh, he was like the only person considered for the part. No. Mark Wahlberg. Christian Bale. That doesn't and, make sense. And Eminem. <laughs> Eminem makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> to play the role of Dominic Toretto, I would have loved it because I – fucking love this guy he can read the phone book timothy olfant was considered to play the role of dominic toretto it would have been a very different yeah, very yeah. different movie but he's great he's so give me a film he sucks in he's a I solid actor he's, he's a very amazing solid actor. and uh this is uh, we're gonna cheat a little bit but i had to write this down who was originally supposed to play the role of the rock in fast five <sighs> you're never gonna guess it he's an a-lister in a million years. It was, um, damn, I can't remember his name. I've heard this before. Kurt Russell? I want to say something like that. Tommy Lee Jones. That's what it was. No. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I, did, yeah. I did hear that. I, I get where they would go with that, but it would be him from The Fugitive all over again. Can you imagine Tommy Lee trying to flex his arm out of a cast in <laughs> Fast 7 or 8, whichever one that was? I got, can I throw in one extra fun fact? We even finished our first oh, five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. We're taking our sweet ass time. Number four, Vin Diesel was persuaded to return for a cameo at the end of Tokyo Drift under one condition that the studio give him the rights to make the Riddick series pitch black. I appreciate that because I love the Riddick series. The first one was good. I didn't bother with the second one. The second, second one was, was a completely uh, different movie. Okay. Third one is great. I didn't know there was a third one. so I never saw the third one either. Third one is great. It's a lot like the first one. Was it directed DVD like Starship Troopers 2, 3, 4, and 5? No, it was in the theater. It was in theaters. Was it? Yeah. And it made money. It was funded what? by Vin Diesel himself. He funded the whole thing. He, he was in all three of them? Yes. I mean, I guess. Okay. Last one. These fun facts aren't that great because the last one had to drag. The inspiration of this film came from, from an article entitled Racer, titled Racer X about illegal street racing in Queens. Huh. Kevin, I'm dying to hear your fun fact. The uh, the the restaurant where Brian and Dom had I know this one had lunch, lunch. Yep, and they eat the shrimp was actually the restaurant that uh, that she worked at in Point Break. Yep, yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep, as I have that as a well, observation. Well, this man has was laughing when I sent Kevin Israel the text message. Of fuck this motherfucker. Delvin Cox is now, he looks, he is just, the swords are sharpened, the guns are loaded. He looks like Schwarzenegger did in Commando when he's ready to paddle across, when he paddled across to the island to go rescue uh, annoying Alyssa Milano. Delvin Cox, it is now your turn to gut Gut. the The sacred sacred cow. cow. He's excited. <laughs> First off, fuck this movie. <laughs> like, I know that people love the Fast and Furious franchise, and I also love the Fast and Furious franchise. But I'm going to say this. The first two are awful. And I will also add this to it. They are nothing like 
what we have now. So if you come in watching Too Fast, Too Furious, and this one thinking you're going to get like The Rock throwing missiles at motherfuckers and shit like that, no, you're not getting that. You're getting a race movie that is not really a race movie or a good movie, for that matter. And <laughs> fuck this movie for multiple reasons. One, this movie started a trend of terrible, terrible directed DVD movies that were trying to copy the Fast and Furious formula like Torque and shit like that. They were just, just, it's awful. Like with fucking Ice Cube, they were terrible. Also, fuck this movie because this movie started a whole phenomenon of dude bros trying to freak out Honda Civics and make them fucking 10 second cars. And none of them worked. You sound like so, you had experience in that realm. Yes, I had a lot of friends who tried to do this shit, and it was embarrassing, to say the least. <laughs> but getting on to the movie. First off, let's start with the first point of this movie. The plot is fucking ridiculous, and it is peak 2001. Let's start off with the first fact about the plot I just hate. Their whole plan is to rob fucking truck drivers. And none of these truck drivers have guns. When have you ever seen a truck driver in your life not have a gun? <laughs> that's like that's like something they give you when you start driving trucks. Here's a truck. Here's a gun. <laughs> have at it. And the fact that they have high-tech stuff to rob truck drivers for DVD players. Like, the, the movie starts off with I don't I don't know who it was exactly. They use a harpoon gun to shoot out the window of the fucking truck to go in there and shoot the guy with a dart to take the truck. If you're following the truck driver this long, why don't you just take the truck when he's parked? Like, there are better ways to do this shit. Second off, like I was gonna say, I, I guess you're having a problem suspending disbelief. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I will say this, my wife did go. Truck drivers have guns, and I was like, "How many truck drivers do you know?" Yeah, I, 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 I made that same comment too. Where, where are you getting this intimate knowledge of truck drivers? Anyway, go I on. know, I know multiple truck drivers. Most of them have podcasts. Some of them good. Some of them are very bad. What's the name of the podcast? Breaker Breaker One Nine Honk Honk. Come in, good buddy. But. So beside the plot being nonsensical, the acting in this movie is horrible. It is horrendous. You can tell this is Paul Walker's like first big role because one of the scenes in the movie. <clears throat> wait, wait, he was big to- in the in, in the skulls. He had a real big role in that film, which isn't that bad. Which isn't that bad. <laughs> but this is oh my god! Like, yeah. I'll give you a perfect example of this. The first scene. Where Paul Walker loses his car to Vin Diesel in a race. Right. He's smiling away. And he just lost the $80,000 car in a race. He's like, you almost had me, bro. Laughing. He's like, what the fuck are you laughing for? You just lost your car. You got to fucking walk home. Why are you so cheery and happy to lose a car? Clearly, you've never experienced the post-race adrenaline rush, Delvin. Not at all. Even, Even... Wait, 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 one second. How about this? Because he realized the goddamn LAPD paid for this car. I didn't. So I can laugh my balls off to the bank. How about that, Delvin? <laughs> let, let me add on to this. Later right. in the same, like in the next scene, Johnny Tran comes up, shoots the car, blows it up. 
There is no emotion from either one of them. Like, hey, well, fuck, our car's just gone. Right. She's like, uh, well, whatever. Let's go home. That was the whole thing. Like, Johnny Tran comes up, shoots the car. Vin Diesel yells out, NOS! <laughs> traumatic, ass, traumatic ass jump. The car explodes. They're like, well, that just happened. Let's go home. Fuck it. <laughs> we just lost the car. But this movie is just utterly ridiculous and it's utterly bad. And I'll talk about something else. My third point, just in general, Ja Rule. <laughs> What the fuck he was doing in this movie? Getting he didn't need check. to be here. <laughs> Getting a check. It's bad enough that he was in that beginning scene with the whole terrible, Monica, no! It's just fucking ridiculous. He, he, he came in the movie and played Ja Rule, for one thing. Two, it's like, they, it feels like they had a bigger role for him. And then they realized he couldn't act. So they just said, fuck it. We're not going to give you the bigger role, but we're going to play every one of your fucking songs throughout the movie. So every time something happens in this movie, no matter where it's happy, sad, drama, no drama, they're playing a fucking Ja Rule song. And it drove me insane because you get these serious moments you hear, it's my life, please believe it's murder. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's, it's just- hilarious. Hey, by the way, you're, you might be right about them have, wanting to have a bigger part because I believe he was supposed to go on to be Ludacris's part. Oh, oh, fuck you for stealing my point. <laughs> oh, was that sorry? <laughs> yeah. But oh. then to add on to this, let's let's get onto the point that fact that Paul Walker in this movie is one of the worst cops I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like he didn't solve any crimes, he didn't solve any cases. This Magoo motherfucker, his plan to get Magoo. into this crime syndicate was I'm gonna sit outside this fucking restaurant that they own. And aggravate the fuck out of Vince till we fight every day. Because I can't remember her name. Mia. Bruce is there. Oh, they're doing it. Mia. She's out there. They're out there fighting again. I'm like, this shit happens every day with tuna fish. <laughs> no, one, no one has said nothing about it yet. He just comes there every day. Stand by. Let me get a tuna sandwich. And just sit there and talk to her the whole day with no plans of getting into this crew whatsoever. He hasn't talked to Don and do anything. Only thing he does every day is eat this fucking nasty-ass tuna fish sandwich, talk to Mia, gets in a fight with Vince, goes the fuck home. Right. That's what he was doing. That was his whole plan to get into this crew. He wasn't even a detective yet, so he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was probably okay. just the guy on the force who looked young. <laughs> It's just, it's just so, it's like so many elements in this movie are just fucking horrendous. Like the whole thing where he, they're like still, even the thing when they're still in DVD players in a time where they have computers you know, and laptops and stuff. And, and Vin Diesel even says what at one scene, like I, I found out who you are because I looked you up on Google. <laughs> like he, he had the common sense to Google who Brian was. But didn't have the confidence to come up with a better plan than fucking still in DVD players. <laughs> I know Google's around then. Wasn't it more of a Yahoo search, perhaps? No, like he net, just said the, the web. Yeah, the, yeah, like, the web. Find anything on the web. At least he didn't say the net, like that shitty Sandra Bullock film from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody watching that movie in 2001 was like, "Ooh, he has the web. This guy's oh, cool. This guy's advanced." <laughs> <laughs> also. Let me add to the fact that Vin Diesel has these shittiest friends and the worst tasted friends I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Like, let's let's go to the first fact. Vin Diesel in this movie is an idiot. He's he's driving away from the cops. He pulls in the parking lot, immediately walks out 
So the cops can see him and immediately go give chase. It's not like he waited five minutes or anything like that. He pulled the car in there. The key, then he immediately walked out. The cops, oh, there he is right there. And immediately goes chasing after him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? All his friends have left. <laughs> Brian somehow found him, picks him up, takes him home. Then, and this is the funny thing. These motherfuckers are partying. Vince is supposed to be his fucking best friend. He's at home partying trying to get his fuck on. Tom is like, where the fuck were you at? It was mass cops. Yeah. (laughs) The buster saved me. (laughs) The buster didn't come back to the fort. Yeah. That should have been a quote. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been told everybody, get the fuck out of my house. Get bullied. Like, right. there's no way we're going to continue this party and this bullshit. If y'all left me to get arrested by the cops after all this shit I've done for y'all, get the fuck out. Right. Another point in this movie, going back to the acting, fucking half of the cast are fucking mutes. Or what? They don't talk. Oh, mutes. mutes. Yeah, mutes. They don't talk. They just make noises like a, what's Dom's girlfriend name? Letty. Letty. Letty the first hour of the movie, she doesn't say shit. She just says, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Dom, calm down. Like, what the fuck is going on? Only three characters talk through most of the movie. It's like, it's like Dom, fucking Paul Walker, because he's not he's not what Brian in this movie. He's Paul Walker. He's Paul Walker being trying to be Brian and failing at it. <laughs> like, and Vince, it, it's like the thing about this movie that drives me crazy is this movie is peak two thousand and one in terms of every. Racist ass stereotype you can fit in a, a two the early two thousands movie is in this movie. You want hot Asian chicks in the movie. You want Asian guys who are part of the triad apparently who have machine guns. They're in this movie. You want loud ass black guys. They're in this movie. You want white boys who are goofy who just understand one thing about cars. That's it. <laughs> like the smart white guy. They're in this movie. Every stereotype you can have in this movie is in this movie, and it is ridiculous. It's not in a good way and a funny way. It is just. Fucking bad in the churches. This movie sucks. It's somebody. I, I wrote a, a whole bunch of notes on it. I'm Keep going. Most, go for it, bro. Let's just talk about the fact that Vince is a douche, and and he's a douche for many reasons. But one of the reasons why he's a douche is the fact that he's playing a guitar at a fucking party. If you're that guy who breaks out the fucking electric guitar in the party, you need to be immediately fucking shot. Didn't you see Animal House where Belushi bashes a guy's guitar? I gave my love a cherry. <laughs> Boom! Sorry. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that everything about this movie was just fucking horrible. Even though I can't remember their, their slow white friend name, the guy who just, who's clearly autistic because he only knows Jesse. about how fixed called Jesse. Jesse. He got that ADD the- shit. Yeah, he loses the race to Johnny Tran, right? Then he just drive, he drives off like the guy from Friday after Debo took his bike. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Debo. <laughs> yeah, then Johnny Tran's like, where he's going? Oh, he's going to wash the car. <laughs> like, did he come back? I think it was, it, 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 this was clearly in the same day. Like, right. maybe an hour or so time. He comes back to Dom. Dom's house is like, yeah, Dom, I fucked up. I'm in trouble, man. Let's fix this. And as soon as he pulls up, Johnny Tran fucking shoots him. He doesn't, t- he doesn't, like, just immediately kills him. Doesn't go say, hey, let me get my car back. Let me fuck him up. He kills him. Right. Oh, 
it's a little bit harsh. <laughs> like the car's right there. You can beat the shell and take the car back. It's not like it's Asian people take this very seriously, Devin. Yes, the car was very. <laughs> yes. I, I, but listen, I understand that. I do understand why he killed him. It's like, dude, we race, we give me your honor, and then you fucking take off and, and bitch out, and you and you, you know, and that's it. You leave me hanging. He's gonna get the fucking. He's gonna get the wrong end of the fucking uh, the Tech Nine or whatever he had. Well, and also he thought Dom had narked on him, and this yes. was one of Dom's Dom's crew, and he thought oh, it was yeah. just a continued insult from Dom. <laughs> So he was looking to get revenge. I mean, the guy drives around on his motorcycle with a submachine gun. I'm like, yes, and then Dom and his great acting. I never knocked on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> As he beats Johnny Tran up in the movie, which was funny to me because early in the movie he was scared of Johnny Tran. Johnny Tran, and now this scene he just gets this because the guy said, "I think he told on me. I never knocked on nobody." It beats the shit out of him. I gotta say, Delvin, that's a hell of a Vin Diesel you're doing right there. I, I am truthfully a big Vin Diesel fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vin Diesel movies. I love the fact that he can't, he's, how do I say this? He's like my, my Schwarzenegger. I know he can't act. I know he isn't good, but I love his movies anyway. Like, um, he's so, Vin Diesel was such a bad actor. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the biggest movies in the word, world, and all he says is, I am Groot. Three words. Multi-millionaire from that alone. That's all he has to say. But he's Vin Diesel, so fuck it. I don't care. It's great. So let's talk about another funny thing. Like the fact of the matter is everything about this movie is just ridiculous in terms of like how Vin Diesel's crew, they're broke, but have all this money to buy this high tech gear and this high tech stuff to do these crimes and hook up these cars. So it's like, fuck do y'all have all this money? He has a whole bunch of restaurants. He has a restaurant. He has a car shop. He has all this stuff, but he chooses to go steal DVD players. Right. It makes no sense. Like, it's just so many things about this movie that are so bad. Like, the fact that I'll get to another part. Brian never had to tell them he was a cop. Not one point in this movie he had to tell them he was a cop at all. Right. He told them on his own in ridiculous, stupid ways. They didn't even ask him. Like, hey, by the way, I'm a cop. <laughs> like, and the, and the most ridiculous scene in this is like the scene where Vince gets shot in the, near the end of the movie, right? He calls the paramedics and just starts giving out his police effort. Yeah, I'm Officer Brian. Brian, we have a, a, a man down. And he gives out the death and everything. It's like, fucker, you don't have to call the, the paramedics and tell them that. You just tell them someone's here shot and they will come. That's not how paramedics work. You never, as a person who has called the paramedics, I never had to say, hey, I am Delvin Cox. I, this is my job. This is what, I need you guys to come here because this guy's shot. No, that's not how it works. He immediately tells Dom, Hey, I'm a cop. Instead of telling me, tell, like, he, it's just so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous how it plays out. And the fact that Dom finds out he's a cop that way and still is like, well, whatever. He kind of like, all right, they have this big dramatic ass race <laughs> where he, where Brian's supposed to be chasing him, but he's not really chasing him. They're racing. And then the race kind of ends. And then Vin Diesel gets in this big ass car accident and he's like, just take my car. Right. Why you should do that shit in the first place? We could have saved 20 minutes of our lives. If you were just like, all right, I know I'm a cop, Dom. I know the police are after you. Take my car. Get the fuck out of here. No, you have to do this ridiculous ass race at the end. Then I owe you a 10 second car. Here you go. You would have been denied that amazing train scene. 
<laughs> iconic scene of them jumping in front of the train when there was no reason for those cars to be in the air. Right. Yes, very much so. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed this. This thought, th- this was truly a situation where it was love at first sight. And I'm not talking about Brian and Mia. As soon as Brian saw Vin Diesel, he immediately fell in love. There are so many weird, awkward scenes where Vin Diesel and Brian are lovingly staring at each other, and it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> Even more so than it's staring at Mia. <laughs> it's just so many awkward, weird moments in this movie that, and it's very 2000s. The plot's no good. The action is mediocre at best. And it's just not a good movie. And you have to add the fact that this movie started a whole movement of douchebags with cars. And if that doesn't make this movie get, deserve to get gutted, I don't know what does. Let's go to the sure. detail. The police station that's literally like out of oh, you Beverly fucker. Hills. Not no two one zero. God damn it! Anyway, I had that. This was the most ridiculous police station I've ever seen in my life. In terms of like, where's this money come from for these cops? Like Paul Walker just destroyed a, a, a quote unquote eighty thousand dollar car, and you're like, well, fuck it. Here's another one. Here's our police station. This lavish mansion that Scarface probably once owned and shit. <laughs> it's just, it's just so. Everything about this movie is ridiculous and silly. And my point of doing this movie is because while the other Fast and Furious movies are ridiculous, they're ridiculous knowing that they're ridiculous. Like Fast Five knows it's a silly movie. Fast Six knows it's ridiculous. The, the next movie they're trying to play now is talking about going into space. They yes. they know they have jumped the shark, and they take pride in that. And the fact that they're t- doing scenes like, hey, we're going to show you this scene where we jump from one building with a car. But we don't show you. We only show you that in the trailer. What we don't show you is we jump from three more fucking buildings with the car. That's what makes Fast and Furious fun. The fact that they're all in on the joke that everything about the movie is ridiculous. The fact that The Rock is throwing missiles at each other and ripping off machine guns from helicopters and shooting people with it. That's the fun of the Fast and Furious movies. This movie doesn't have that. This movie is a race movie that is trying to be serious, but it's not serious because it's fucking ridiculous and stupid and bad. Really bad. Also, why was the police only after Dom? <laughs> there was more than one driver there. It's like You could have easily arrested Letty. Everybody at the house could have easily got arrested if they knew who Dom was and knew that he was part. He was the one. Yeah, but what? Listen, who would listen? Keanu Reeves didn't give a shit about those three other queefs playing uh, the dead presidents. He wanted Patrick Swayze. That's the ringleader. That's the big guy. You're not going to go after. You're not going to go after Sonny. You're going to go after Michael Corleone. You're not going to go after. Always go after Megatron. You don't want Starscream. Yeah. but you sound get Starscream, so you get stars with Star Soundwave's the boss. Like <laughs> Soundwave's <laughs> awesome. Let's let's sure call it spade a spade. But you go get the lower men so you can get the upper boss. Right. So how easy would it have been to be like, hey, let's just arrest Letty? And <laughs> Delvin's then- laying out actual law enforcement procedure. <laughs> <laughs> He's but like, guys, that- I think your tactic for this is all wrong. Yeah, I I, I agree. And see, this is why because this movie's so fucking bad. I was thinking about law enforcement. <laughs> And rules and shit like that. <laughs> this movie is awful. Fast and Furious season, series. Yes, this started a franchise that me and Kevin Israel love. But truth be told, the first one 
And the second one, which is actually worst by a lot. They figured they can, they, they, we can't get back Vin Diesel. Who can we get to replace Vin Diesel? You know who's a good enough replacement for Vin Diesel? Fucking Tyrese. I was going to say, thank God you're black because you couldn't say that if you're a white guy. <laughs> Fuck, Tyrese. <laughs> Fuck Tyrese. Fuck Tyrese. We ain't he, hungry no more. Oh, you hungry? <laughs> Too fun. All right, I want to hear Kevin Israel's thoughts on this movie because I know he. Uh, listen, I, I I have yet to even tip my hand, but of course I would be an asshole to keep my co-host waiting. So Kevin Israel, come on down. First of all, let me start off by saying I love you, Dalvin. I love you too, buddy. Secondly, this is my actual car. In 1999, this <laughs> was my car. I loved this car so much. I got this car long before. Uh, Fast and Furious came out. This thing was lowered. It had an upgraded turbo. It had an exhaust you could fit your head in. I love this fucking car. And when I found out this movie was coming out, I was all my buddies were huge car guys too, and we were so excited about this movie. We were following, and this was before like everything was on the internet, so you could follow. Like we would, we were looking at magazines to find out, and we rem- I remember when it was actually the Red Line. Like we were kept talking about this movie, the Red Line coming out. And we were so excited about this movie. And then they, they cast Vin Diesel. And then we, I went and watched Vin Diesel movies to find out who he was. And he was in Boiler Room and some other stuff. This movie was a pinnacle moment for gearheads who liked ricers like, like, I, like I did. I, I will say this. I'm fine with you and your love for cars. Because you always had a love for cars. I'm talking about the dipshits who saw this movie. Oh no, you're you're, said, no, 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 you're 100% right, bro. I went to the theater in this car the opening night, and there were just cars lined up with neon lights under them. By the way, my car had neon lights under it. They had, and it, it looked like a scene. It looked like the scene from the race in Fa- the Fast and the Furious. There's only one difference, and it was one important difference. There were no hot women standing around dancing in really short skirts. Hot women never accompany this scene until you get to like the professional shows. When you're just a kid with a with a fart can muffler on the back of your Civic, you don't have seven hot girls making out in the background. That's not how it works. Sounds yes. like the only thing you're able to attract are waitresses from TGI Fridays. At best. If, at if best. that's. If that's. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing you're really attracting is a bunch of guys asking you, hey, what's that you got in the hood? Yep, 100%. 100%. I opened my hood more times for guys just to look at the, the engine. It was ridiculous. I'll also preface this by saying I agree 100% with everything Delvin Cox said. You didn't get anything wrong. You got half of my notes. I have four pages of typed out notes about this movie. That I, and I'm not even going to touch most of them. Because, first of all, you touch most of the points. This movie was the last time Panasonic DVD players were ever cared about. Uh, these guys were making, these guys were making millions off of Panasonic DVD, DVD players. players. That was the that was their financial decision. In the most, like Delvin said, the most overly elaborate theft scheme ever. There, that whole this whole scene, the whole reason to rob the trucks was simply so they could have the Civic drive under the truck. That was yes. that whole. That was why they came up with that whole thing. They said, "How can we have?" 
a lowered car drive under a truck. And by the way, another fun fact, that truck was lifted up because you could never actually fit a car, no matter how low it was, under a normally staged truck. So that car was, if you look at it, you can see it was jacked up basically on stilts to fit the car under it. Most ridiculous, uh, most ridiculous theft plan ever. Oh, let me add to this for that. The fact that the plan was stopped by one fucking gun. And they telegraph it. They said, yeah. these guys are going to start taking matters into their own hands. They're going to start? How about after the first hijack, first. everybody gets a forty-five and just shoots the first person that tries to come into the car? It, it, Dalvin, you're right. It was, it was absolutely <laughs> a ridiculous plan. I'd like to talk about the tuna fish at this restaurant. <laughs> everybody knows this tuna fish is shit. Mia, who works at the place... Who's selling it goes, the tuna fish is crap. Then Vince shows up and goes, nobody likes the tuna fish here. I think the biggest problem with this movie is that they need to get better tuna fish at this place. <laughs> Everyone would be much happier How about you higher quality tuna salad. How about you two dummies don't realize that tuna fish is a metaphor for her pussy? Huh? Uh, <laughs> Vince seemed to like the tuna fish then. Yes. Vince well, yeah. <laughs> and let's talk about Vince. Uh, Delvin touched on it. Vince is the most overly aggressive character that I think's ever been written. He's just needlessly aggressive. I mean, there are people who need to be mad about stuff. He starts off mad, and I guess I, I you know, and like Delvin said, they they suggested that Brian had been showing up at that shop for a while, but he's just fucking like he's like eighth grade bully mad. He just <laughs> and then by the way, and 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 Kevin Goatee and I always like bringing this up when they when you something happens in a movie that just can't happen today. When when Brian starts walking back to his car and he goes, hold up, faggot. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you can't say that. Are you crazy? Oh. You know who's going to be after you for this? <laughs> and he really said it with that. With that with, with hard F. Emphasis. Yeah, the hard And F. a hard oh. G. G the F. Oh, oh, there's another scene in this movie that was very similar to that scene. That, that caught me completely off guard. What scene? The, the scene where Mia's talking to, not Mia, where Monica's talking to Ja Rule after he loses the race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh, I'll get, to, I'll get to Monica. I have thoughts about Monica. But uh, here's one of my huge beefs with this movie. And I hung out with car people. Everybody in this movie talks in car speak. Nobody talks like that. The whole, tr- and I, I said, I said the quote joking around the whole, I'm going to leave tread marks on your face. We get it. You like cars. <laughs> and Dom said, Dom says to Jesse, when he shows up at the house and Jesse's making out with the girl who, by the way, would never make out with him. No, he all. says, he says, take it upstairs. You can't detail a car with the cover on. Who talks like that? Nobody's <laughs> sick. We get it. You like cars. And then at the, at the, at the, uh, the barbecue, when Jesse says the prayer, he says the whole prayer about thank you for ball-bearing turbos and intercoolers and whatever. No, we get it. You guys like you didn't need to keep putting it in. And then even the captain goes to Brian when he's trying to convince him that it, that Dom is the one they're supposed to be going after. He goes, it's Toretto. It's always been Toretto. Everybody else is just fumes. Oh, my God. Shut up. We get it. This is a car movie. This is... Those those lines were hands down the worst dialogue. It proves that nobody went through and reread this script to go. Maybe people don't actually talk like that, even if they like cars. And I hung out with a lot of guys whose only life was cars, and nobody ever said something like, "I'm going to leave tread marks on your face" as a threat. 
That yeah, is- you say you need some cum on your face like a man does. <laughs> <laughs> which is what which is what Goatee says to me every time we sign off on this. It's it's, <laughs> it's really a term of endearment. <laughs> it surely is. <laughs> <laughs> So the race, the, the the big race where Brian uh, races Dom. There's so many. Let me get this one point down. Nothing in this movie is accurate about cars. Everything is complete bullshit. This car, this movie was written by somebody who went to races and then never bothered to ask anybody how cars work. Literally everything that happens in the races with the cars and the cars falling apart and Brian's car when the thing starts beeping and the thing shoots off. None of that would happen. L- literally none of that. That's not how cars work. That's not how NOS works. That's not how any turbos work. That's not how any of this works. It's all absolute bullshit. That said, at the race, when Dom shows up, all these people, at least 100 people, were waiting for Dom to show up, and he goes, one race. One race? You have hundreds of people and hundreds of cars, and you're going to do one race? I would have been like, fuck you, Baldy. Get to the back of the line. I've been waiting all night to race my friggin' Integra. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, and then Brian shows up. Brian shows up and, with the whole the respect line, and he goes, I don't have any cash. Why don't you have cash? You're being fronted by the LAPD. They pay for an $80,000 car. They couldn't have given you two Gs to get into this race. And then they bought you another car when you trashed the first car. They clearly, they they were giving out frozen lattes at the police station. Oh. They couldn't have given you two Gs. That's so, that is a race. great oh, point. On. That's like the dude who shows up to the diner late night and goes, oh man, can someone spot me? I forgot my, I'm all out of money. Uh, can you pay for my Denver omelet? Like, oh, you piece of shit. You drove all the fuck out here without a dollar to your name knowing exactly what's going on here that meant me showing up to vegas going hey can someone spot me like two thousand just to get started here yeah are you fucking kidding me terrible Terrible. but but you know what it would only it would be emphasized if you showed up in like a whole gucci outfit it's like well well dude you clearly could afford to do something yeah you're just being cheap about it right yeah so the the police clearly could have uh could have paid for that by the way uh, another fun fact the uh, pizza guy who shows up at the race—that was the director, Cohen. Oh, oh! He wanted uh, he wanted a show. He wanted a, a little cameo in the race. Good Could for have him. Been ja Rule. Granny <laughs> Shifton, Granny Shifton, not double clutching like you should. It's a it's a it's a drag race. You never double clutch when you're drag racing. Double clutching is for uh, autocross. It's complete bullshit. And I know neither of you have any idea what I'm talking about. Nope. If some car people are listening, they will know. And it was just, he literally just went through a book of car lingo and was like, yeah, say that and say that and say that. Uh, what else? It worked because it was Vin Diesel. If anybody else would have no, said I, that line, and listen, and listen simply, simply put, this, this movie created some great, ridiculous characters. The characters are all terrible, and they, they just eliminated Leon. We never hear from Leon again. Yeah, he's in, he's, he, I, think, I think he has two lines in the movie. Old, co- old coyotes are us. He has, like, two lines, and then you just never hear from him again. They even brought Vince back, I think, in Fast Five or Fast Six. I think so. I think it's yeah. Fast Six. I, it yeah, is. I, think it's a, I think it's a sixth one. And he, and he even says... The Buster, and you're like, oh, that was from the first. Like, I get it. Like, they brought Leon. Jesse was killed. The whole crew is terrible. He has the worst. You're right, Delvin. You said it perfectly. He has the worst friends. He has yeah. the the ADD kid 
who's just an idiot and makes terrible decisions. Jesse yes. knows everything about cars, but he didn't realize his Jetta couldn't beat a Honda S2000 sports car. That was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. The worst decision ever. Vince just starts fights with people. His me, By the way, his sister, Dom's sister, is a terrible person. She yeah. specifically starts a fight between Vince and Brian in the kitchen. When, she go, when he walks in, and she goes... What's that restaurant you wanted to take me? All right, well, you take me. What a piece of shit. She, first of all, Vince is now going to go step in front of traffic because he's been in love with you since he was 12. And now this guy's stuck taking you out. And Vince is going to beat the shit out of him. This was, she's such a, they're all terrible people. I'm not going to lie. I know women like that. <laughs> and they're terrible yes. people. And you should terrible punch them in the face. Yes. So Why? Cool. And... When they find him in the on the roof going through the garage, why do they immediately assume he's a cop? They immediately go, "Are you a cop? You already know. You already thought he had a criminal record. Why wouldn't you assume he was just stealing shit to put yeah. in his car?" I was thinking he was a cop makes absolutely no sense in this scenario. Also, yet- what has it ever in the history of somebody asked a cop, "Hey, are you a cop?" Like, "Yeah, I'm a cop." You have to, you have to, you know, they do it all the time because, oh, yeah, that's right. You have to say you're a cop, otherwise, it's entrapment, <laughs> which isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll, I'll go for my gearhead hat. I'll put on my lawyer hat. The raid of Do- Johnny Tran's house, first of all, it was based off of an illegal search where they found all of that stuff in the garage, the, the Panasonic, whatever. The judge would have said, how do you know we need to raid his house? They would have said, oh, he's got a bunch of illegal DVD players in his garage. And they would have gone, how would you know? He goes, well, our terrible undercover cop and his criminal friends broke into his garage and watched him shove oil down some guy's mouth. And the judge would have said, well, that's an illegal search. And I'm not granting you the search warrant. <laughs> they would have never had the raid. And even if they did get the warrant and when it went to trial, that was called the fruit of the poisonous tree. None of it would have been admissible. It all would have been dropped. It was horseshit, terrible policing. And Delvin, you should have picked up on that because you're our criminal justice advocate. That is very true. <laughs> I thought you were saying because he's black, but I was hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> When uh, this is another car point that drove me crazy when he shows up with the Supra, uh, the the second car and Vince and Dom goes, what's this? If he owns a car shop and he were, lives in this whole community, you immediately know what that car is. It's a Toyota Supra. It was one of the best cars made at that time. And so until today, that engine is literally a historic engine. He wouldn't have never, ever, ever been like, what's this? Well, open, pop the hood, pop the hood. Yeah, you know what? You're a fuck. You own a fucking shop. You would have known what this car is. That drove me batshit crazy every time I see this movie. He's supposed to be an expert on cars and he doesn't know what one of the most iconic cars is. And by the way, the Toyota Supra, Supra is one of my dream cars. And because of this fucking movie, it's been priced out of me ever owning the car. You, you can't buy one of those with 100,000 miles for under $100,000 now. And they fuck. were... Thirty thousand dollars new in 1996. It's bullshit, and I blame this movie for it. I agree. Wow. I blame this movie for everything. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the gonorrhea of car movies. It just but, spreads around, causing disasters everywhere it goes. Yeah, but so, so, was, so, was, it, was it worse than the movie Drive with Sylvester Stallone? I don't know. I didn't see that one. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close here because I could just keep going on. I have so many, so many. So many notes. I I disagree with Delvin 
Delvin's principal argument that this was a terrible movie and that all the other ones are better. This movie, it's amazing when you watch, if you had somebody who's never heard of any of these movies and never sat down to watch any of them, and you said, I'm going to show you the first movie in this franchise and the last movie in this franchise and realize that these characters are the same people, that would, your mind would, literally your brain would drip out of your ears if you didn't know. Because the evolution of these characters, they go from being low time. They're stealing Panasonic DVD players to international mercenaries who are basically superheroes. Like, yeah. There should have been a, there should be a missing uh, installment of this whole franchise where Dom and Paul or Dom and Brian take the Captain America super soldier, super soldier serum because they basically <laughs> end up being superheroes. And it comes from them just street racing and stealing some DVD players. That evolution, I, it's ridiculous, and I love it. I love that the, that the people like these two characters, Dom and Brian, so much that they just said, yeah, whatever you tell us they're going to do next, we're in. And because you're right, the second movie was terrible. Too Fast, Too Furious was terrible. Tokyo Drift was awful. But for that, you got to see what some some stuff is like in Japan. And for a car guy like me, it was cool to see some of those cars. Those two movies were terrible. And then they 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 bring it back. And then the way they just work all the characters in together. But this first movie, you're right. You're 100 percent right. The dialogue is terrible. The plot is ridiculous. The whole scheme of stealing the trucks is awful. I've spent way too much time of my life thinking of how you could have made this plot better and more believable. And there's a thousand different ways, but I still love this movie because it gave us two. They're they're now iconic. Dom and Brian are iconic characters that have gone on to such ridiculous lengths. Imagine if, imagine if Rocky evolved into him being like He-Man, like, (laughs) and everybody was just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's what's happened here. And it's because they gave us these characters that are so fucking amazing and they're terrible. They're, they are terrible. Vin Diesel can't act his way out of the paper bag. Oh, one of my favorite scenes is when Dom and Brian are in the car together for the first time when Dom's, when Brian saves him and he's like, you ever been in lockup? And Dom goes, or Brian goes, no, never. <laughs> well, a few days. That, yeah. Brian, but, Brian's yeah. acting is worse it's than horrible. Paul's acting as Brian. Yeah. <laughs> like his acting within acting is so bad. All their acting is bad. This was, I mean, I, he did do the skulls, but this was his first big lead. Dom, uh, Vin Diesel had only been in a couple of small things and this was his, his first big lead too. And they, this, this movie just, it, it set up a whole culture. Like literally the entire import car scene shot to the stratosphere because of this movie. People wanted to be Dom Toretto. People wanted Paul Walker. I mean, he was, you know, he was a better looking uh, Keanu Reeves, I guess. But this whole, this movie, I watched it again and I was, you know, I was actually ready because Kevin Goatee knows that I love these movies and I was ready to be like, you know what? I bet I'm not going to like it on rewatch. I bet I'm just going to drag. And it didn't. I loved, I anticipated every (laughs) scene. It was terrible and ridiculous. But it, it just all works. It's so bad, and everything's wrong in it. Every nobody makes sense. Nothing makes sense in this movie, and I still love it because it gave us these characters that have gone on. And if, honestly, if Paul Walker was still alive, they probably make fifteen more of these movies. But they're they just still are. They still are. Right. Well, they still. And I mean, the Rock. And I mean, the Rock, the biggest action star in the world, saw this and was like, you know what? I should probably be part of this. This is this is something big happening. So, yeah, Delvin, I don't disagree with anything you said. And 
if you wrote it down on paper, this movie is terrible. It's it makes no sense, but God damn, I love it. And it, you know what? And you kept saying it's a, it's peak two thousand one, and I was I was twenty four, twenty five in two thousand one, and I was living the best life, and I wanted to live that like that was the life I wanted to live. And so to me, saying it's peak two thousand one is 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 a compliment. Like I had, I was living my best life when I was 25 and I wanted to be those guys. And I, I will always love this movie, but I will never refute any of your points. You're absolutely right. Wow. I rest. Wow. Okay. These notes Uh brought to you by the gutting the sacred cow website, where you can go on and get yourself a kick-ass Cutting the Sacred Cow t-shirt, hat, bag, mug, and more importantly, tickets to our live show. We're Kevin Israel. What are we going to watch? Karate Kid. Yes. With none and it of- couldn't be better timed. I know. I don't, we didn't even yeah. do this on purpose. I know. No, we did not. And with Bill and Joanne from The Morning Show on Compound Media, 25 bucks gets you in, gets you to watch the film with us. And then stay, stay around for the, uh, obviously, the, the episode will be taped right after the film. Hang out with us. It'll be a blast. We're going to have some get, uh, giveaways. It's going to be great. And if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. You think kids today watch this film, one, wondering why this gang is so hell-bent on stealing a dead technology? That they got us watching people go, why are they stealing those, tra- those crates of 8-tracks and records? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Hitting 160 miles an hour and skidding out is the equivalent of riding a big wheel around an empty hotel. <laughs> and I want to do both. I do, too. <laughs> By the way, back to that truckers who have the podcast. How about this idea for a truck trucker podcast? It's called Rest Stop Meth Head No Tooth BJ's. <laughs> Patent pending fuckers. Patent pending. <laughs> this film was smack dab middle in the mashup music era. And I remember that when I heard lives deep enough with a beat behind it. Thanks for the memories, DJ AM. R.I.P. <laughs> Jordana Brewster is on the Mount Rushmore of underrated hot film. Wow, hot, excuse me, of under, underrated hot women in film. Wow, Derek Jeter, Paul Walker. Her resume is impressive, but she is a smoke show. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up because my wife was like, "Oh, she's beautiful," and I I think she's she was very like stony looking, like her face. Didn't really move. I mean, I get that she's pretty, but she just, she never did it for me. She heard, she had like lifeless eyes. Perfect. She's also a terrible actress. Like a doll's but, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just like I like them. Yeah. That's from Jaws, you guys. What the fuck? Yeah. Where are you on that one? One thing, that, well, one thing, one thing that drove me nuts about, do you remember the preview for this movie when it came out? What was the song they had in the preview nonstop? I don't know. My way or the highway by Limp Biscuit. Oh, and not even once is it in the theatrical cut. That's the first thing I said when I walked out. Limp Biscuit's in it. Yeah, but but not that song. Oh right, you're right. No, not that. Not the theatrical cut. Now that's a a great call. They had to make ja Rule, more Ja Rule songs in there first. Speaking of Ja Rule, thank you for the 2-0 fastball. Ja Rule must wake up every day and set his nuts on fire every time he sees or hears the name Ludacris. Ja Rule, <laughs> ja Rule is doing concerts on Groupon 
Ludacris bought six home six homes from each of these films he's been in. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Thank you. If every dude could grab a titty like that guy did at Race Wars before any athletic event, every guy would hit a home run, a hit a three-pointer, or catch a touchdown. Because there's no better power than grabbing some titties right before you do something cool, right? I agree. Having a computer in uh, uh, Brian's car at that time seemed as realistic as the hacking scene in the movie Hackers. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I would have asked Vin Diesel for another beer instead of the one my sworn enemy was just drinking from. That's just me. Especially yeah. in the era of COVID, you don't share beers. That's horrifying. <laughs> that guy looks like he had plenty of herpes. I would not trust an open beer from anybody not even you, Kevin Israel. I'm sorry. Hey, you want to know something funny about that? The, the beer scene? The uh, So everybody thinks that Corona was somehow sponsored like this movie or they – Corona had no idea that these, the beer was constantly in these movies. Right. And he picked it. A cone picked it just because he went to a couple of parties in like L.A. and saw everybody drinking Corona. So he's like, oh, that's the beer they'll drink. And I think in the third or fourth movie, Corona got wind – that they were and they were like, oh, yeah, send them over. And they sent over an entire pallet of Corona. But there's never been any money exchange between the Fast and the Furious franchise and Corona. Corona is a heavily drunk drink in Miami, in the Latino community. Like, oh, you yeah. go to any party down here that's hosted by Latino people, Corona's there. Yep. Oh, well, I like Miami, but not their choice of beverage. Next. I agree. <laughs> this is a much watered down version of Point Break without the fantastic quotes, but with much hotter women. Except for, except for Michelle Rodriguez, who, by the way, looks like she can stri- strike a match using only her pussy lips. <laughs> she can rape any dude that she wants to, even though she's about five foot five, 130 at most. All muscle, by the way. Well, yeah, and that look only increased throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was soft and kind of petite in this movie, and she still looked like she'd stick her fist through your face. And by the by, the movie now, she's just the Terminator. Right. She's better than Sarah Connor. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, a perk of being an undercover cop for the LAPD is that, A, they have their headquarters set up in Boogie Nights houses, and, B, they have frozen cappuccino machines at headquarters. This always said I should have been a cop. This definitely yeah. beats the Lethal Weapon Police Station. The nerdy kid can't go to MIT because he has ADD. Hey, poor man Jesse Eisenberg and Michael Sarah. 80% of these kids are beaked out on Ritalin for four fucking years because they have ADD in Harvard. Dummy. This sounds like someone who doesn't want to apply himself. How about that? Jesse's just lazy. Yeah, he is. I've seen better acting in community college plays. I don't know about you fellows, but I have. Two-thirds of this movie feels like I'm watching a Godsmack video. <laughs> the other third, Ja Rule by Delvin Cox. <laughs> Great point. Why the fuck would Brian be at the Johnny Tran bus? That's an unnecessary risk that he gets ID'd and then gets back to Dom. Why would you be there? No point. Hey, in fairness. Messed uh, up. I know. What's that? He was masked up. You could always no, see no, no, no. But also, Keanu went to the bust at the drug dealer's house, and you can say this: Why did he have to be there? 
Because then we'd be robbed of a, do- a pit bull being thrown at him as he was being chased. And the lawnmower in, scene. Yeah. In fairness, Speak into the mic, squid brain. <laughs> the, ra- the raid in Point Break was so much better than the raid in Fast and the Furious. Right, yeah. because there are titties in that raid. That's why. Yes, yes, of course. Yes. In <laughs> fairness, Brian is just a terrible cop. Just in every form of fast. Very bad cop. He makes Leslie Nielsen look like Dirty Harry. Yes. <laughs> in Naked Gun. Okay. But Frank Jevons still fucking hilarious. I love seeing the ra- that rave scene at Rave Wars. Takes me right on back to those good old days in the clubs. And it also took me back to seeing that one lone queef with the glow sticks. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> with a fat Asian kid. Yep. <laughs> yep. With the, with the strings. Nothing beats going back to those clubs in those days when I would make fun of those nerds to their faces as I wore a silver shirt or a sweater vest while doing so. Thank oh, you. Sweater vests were it. <laughs> I know. With short sleeve shirts underneath. Oh, please. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to headliners right now, Kevin. We'll go back and clean house. I want to. I'm starting to sweat. I need a, I need a puppy bowl of liquor. <laughs> Red Bull and vodka. How many? Seven. <laughs> My cruise out tonight, baby. We we're going to get some stinky Staten Island pussy if it kills us. <laughs> The second easiest job working in films must be wardrobe for Vin Diesel. A 10-pack of Hanes white T-shirts for every week of shooting. That's it. Yes. The easiest job in Hollywood would be hiring female extras for the show and movie Entourage. (laughs) I wish I bought three stocks 20 years ago. Amazon, Apple, and NAS. This series does not take shape until later, as Delvin has aptly put it, which is odd because this is the rare time the first one is not the best of the bunch. In summary, this is, I hate this saying, and all my fucking Italian friends, it is what it is. This is the classic, it is what it is. It is a car porn movie with some decent car, cool chase scenes with lazier dialogue than Napoleon Dynamite. Does this pass the remote test? It does not pass the remote test. I give it a five and a half out of 10. The best one is part five, guys. I'm telling you, I'm coming right out and telling you that's the case. When they go to Brazil is the best <sighs> one. Yeah. That's yeah, the first one with so. The Rock, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I want to I say that's when it really took off. No, it and was. And 100% it was because after I saw one, I saw two. I didn't see three because I hated two. I didn't bother with four, but then someone said, oh, four is going to be kind of cool. But then people in five came out and go, fuck you. Everyone said, dude, five is legit. It's great. Got on Netflix. I go, holy shit, got sucked in. Went back and watched three I and was four. And then I, like a dumbass, went to go pay money to go see six and seven in the theater and go, ugh. <laughs> and, I waited, and I waited for Hobbs and Shaw on Netflix. That was a fucking atrocious turd. Sorry, I just make one more point that we all skipped over, and I'm shocked because we've all criticized the acting in this movie. The one good actor in it, fucking Buffalo Bill, is in this movie. He's the captain. He's the captain. Yeah, he's a legit actor. He's been in tons of stuff. He's the only like really good legit. And well, no, the 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 FBI guy wasn't really too good either. But yeah, this Buffalo Bill is in this movie as the fucking captain. He should. he should have rested Tread and go, would you fuck me? I'd fuck I'd me. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Israel, Kevin Israel, you did not give me a score, by the way. Six. 
What? Six? 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 You mean to tell me, after all this fucking hemming and hawing over text and all this and how I love cars and films, you give it a fucking six? Oh, look, listen, listen, listen to me. You, there's food out there that you probably love that everybody hates. Right. I love this movie, but I, I completely understand why nobody else likes it. I don't argue with any of the points you made. I would never get up there and be like, you need to watch it. I love it. I love it. It's like my, per- it's like my own like personal little, like my blankie that I slept with as a kid. Like, I get it. It's mine. It's, that was, it was no, almost made no, no, no. for me at that time. I'm not yelling at you for, for that. I'm yelling at you because the way you loved it so much and you talked about it, you're giving it only a six. Is because because I realize it's, not, it's a ridiculous movie. It's terrible. But it's we said the same thing about movie. Top Gun, and we said the same thing about Point Break, but we but gave it much higher scores. Yep, I, I, I totally agree. Those, but those movies are arguably – everybody feels the same way about those movies. Everybody looks yeah. at Top Gun and goes, this is the most homoerotic mishmash of bullshit, but I love it. Like, I love it. Most people yeah. don't look at Fast and Furious and love it the way I do. Oh. And I get I – get, like, I, this, I, like, I, 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 like, dream about this time in my life. But I get that, like nobody else, like it's a person, like it's my own personal little thing, and I'm not, I, I'm not going to be like this movie was a seven or an eight. If I went back and looked at the movies I gave seven or eights for, it would ruin the value of those. Like I get okay. this is a this is a terrible movie, but I fucking I just love it. Like I I love it, and I, I but I'm not going to die on the hill. I'm not going to argue with any of you that this is like a better movie than you say it was. You're all right. This movie's been torn apart by dozens of people, and they're all right. But I fucking love it. All right. Well, before we get to those who torn it apart, let's get to those critics' five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. And by the way, these five-star reviews are so left-handed, it's great. Oh, man. While few of the paper-thin characters register long enough to make much of an impression... Diesel carries the movie with this unsettling mix of zen-like tranquility and barely controlled rage. May not have much of a brain, but it's definitely got a pulse. Diesel. That was a five-star review. Yes. yes. (laughs) I told you it's left-handed as it comes. Diesel, Brewster, and Rodriguez have undeniable charisma while Walker is serviceable in his role. He's like the backup quarterback who carries the clipboard. But those three that they were aforementioned, those are your star studs on your team. Fuck out of here. Next one, guilt-free pleasure, the sort that wears its trashiness on its sleeve and exults in it. Like the girls I looked for at the headliner. Yeah, the ones wearing those Von Dutch hats. Oh, those oh are yeah. Marks. Easy Von marks. Dutch. Yep. <laughs> Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. There are some, I'll tell you what, we shit on some of these reviews. These are some Pulitzer Prize winning, Newberry Medal winning lines. First one, not point break so much as point less. Wow. Well done, sir. Thought it might be called the dopey and the deafening. This is the kind of overblown junk food that summer flicks are all about. Here's my favorite one. A plot that could be written on the back of a pine tree car freshener. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cars, pretty people, 
pretty lame and pretty long. It isn't all that furious, and it certainly doesn't go by fast enough. It wasn't that long. It's like an hour and 50, I think, right? Yeah. I, I recommend this movie to hardcore automobile aficionados, 12-year-old boys, and dead people. <laughs> Could you keep the noise down a touch, Vin? You're going to wake up the audience. <laughs> These are the best. A hundred percent. The best critics one-star reviews I've ever seen. Now it's time for Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. This one's stream of consciousness at its finest. My only complaint is while I was eating my tuna, no crust, of course, I'm not a barbarian, SWAT came into my house and disrespected my entire family. <laughs> I like that guy. Poor girl. I, it's a movie, and I'm in love with my husband, Vin Diesel. I will always keep up with him, and whatever he does, he's good at it. And the public loves apostrophe S, what he does. Keep up the good work. Someone tell Vin Diesel his wife is writing reviews on Amazon while stuffing corn chips in her mouth online at Walmart. Uh, I have it on um, very, very good authority that Vin Diesel will never have a wife. Sounds like someone's toe tapping on the uh, Vince Lombardi Expressway or Vince (laughs) Vince Lombardi rest stop. Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, that dick feels so good going in. uh... Jesus. I live my life a quarter inch at a time. <laughs> That's great. And for those 10 seconds, I feel so free as he blows a load all over my face. 10 seconds? Come on. It's like 20. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. I drive American muscle. This is import tuner glory through and through, but I love it. It's pure, unadulterated, guilty pleasure. Don't go into it wanting to see Gone with the Wind or Wizard of Oz or The Godfather. It is not classic drama or high class in any stretch. I'm so glad this fella had to clarify this wasn't a classic. But Fast and the Furious is better than Gone with the Wind. Let's be completely honest and say that's the case. I can't disagree. Next one. If you don't own this movie, you're obviously a bum. Sign, guy who loves drawing lines in sand. <laughs> and now you know them, you love them. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. One star review. One star review. One star. One star reviews. Too much cussing, drinking, and sexual contact. Kevin Israel. Three, two, one. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke, couldn't get through the bad Van Diesel acting. Holy smoke, I bet Van Diesel's a better actor than Vin Diesel. <laughs> this one's a doozy. And again, right off, called from Amazon. You're not going to believe me when I tell you, but everything I do is copy and paste. Ready? We were not able to view this movie. It did not download. And when we tried again, we were billed a second time. I want a credit for both charges because we could not get this movie to download. Chris Martin, kmartin398 at AOL.com. Phone number 513-678-9303. No. <laughs> Stop no. it. No. Stop it. Can we call him right she, now? <laughs> uh, well, we're going to tell our fans to text her and go, hey, it's Amazon. You've got three free credits for films. 
Tell him it's on Bezos. Hey, it's Vin Diesel. I want to come over and reenact Fast and the Furious for you. Hi, I live this my is- life a quarter inch at a time. Hi, this is Paul Walker. Yes, that Paul Walker. Just to let you know, I got your email. <laughs> and everything's going to be a-okay. Me, another story, but okay. I've now seen the first after seeing Furious after seeing Furious 7 in the theater and the last of the series. Paul Walker is a blonde-haired Keanu Reeves. The plot is flatter than my ex-wife pre-breast augmentation. It's sad to say that Vin Diesel is the Marlon Brando amongst a sea of third-string drama club rejects. It absolutely confounds me that they have made seven of these polished, big-budget Hollywood action turds. I'm looking forward to the Twilight series that my significant other has blackmailed me into watching. Hey, don't bury the lead. How big did your ex-wife go with her tits? And what's her number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did she divorce you as soon as she got them? Because that's typically the move. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> Honey, I'm just going to get some new tits. Bye. Thanks <laughs> for paying for these. Yeah. My new boyfriend, Rocco. I'm so glad you decided to work double overtime for the last two years of our marriage. Because I've been busy. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Delvin Cox gut the sacred cow? No. I'm going to tell you why. Over two. I'm going to tell you why. This movie's this movie's been gutted. It's got it's guts itself. I I'm so glad he picked it just because this was awesome to do. But this is, is that's like saying did Delvin Cox beat up a third grader? Like this, yes. that's, a new, that's a new Jeff Foxworthy game show. I did, and I shall. <laughs> So I, I I just I feel like this this was just T ball for you, Delvin. You came in with monster arguments, you made all the points, but you were picking on the kid that wore a helmet. Like this is and and, and like the, he's my kid. Like I love the kid, but not, but everybody I mean, you just happened to pick the podcast that had the one guy who adores the first Fast and the Furious. So I I I, I can't give him a full gutting on this one because I feel like it it's it's just been already it's been gut by itself. That's not fair. I'm going to stick up for Delvin for a hot right. second. Here's why. How many of these films that we've done on this podcast where they've gutted themselves, but we've given the gutting to the guest? All right, good enough. Delvin, you got the cow. Congratulations. Oh. Yes! <laughs> Fuck this movie! Yes! And you know what? Even with that gutting, I still love this movie. That can happen because, listen, some guys have gutted things that we try to gut things we like, but... Uh, this one I thought was was ripe. Uh, you went into it. You went in deeper with this one than you did Avatar. That was good. Apparently, yes. you've been listening, and you know we are sticklers for bringing you all your 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 ammo to a fight. So you came more prepared this time. So that's great. This film was easy, man. If you didn't if you didn't kill this one, I was going to crucify you. But I think you did a pretty good job. Pretty good. Oh, job. and one last point. Monica is a tease. She did say. Win or lose, you can have me. But if you that's, win, you can have her. And then she's exactly like, you just win and leaves. Bitch, fucking go bang Ja Rule. He deserves it. Yes. I just want to see how if Monica got home from Race Wars safely or not. <laughs> Delvin Cox, where can the good people of this world find you? You can check me out on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox. Check out the Delvin Cox experience anywhere you listen to find podcasts. It's a weekly podcast about diversity and I have a whole bunch of people on there talking about funny things like Kevin Goatee, and we had a very popular episode that people love a lot. They did. And we actually we actually did a race draft. We yeah. did. <laughs> Not my idea, everybody. Not my. 
just saying that before you come with your fucking pitchforks and torches, Delvin's idea, not mine. It, it was Kevin's idea. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> not even close. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Gutting the Sacred Cow. Kevin Goatee. Oh, sorry. Kevin Israel, where can we find you? What are you up to? Ah, uh, the usual. Go to my website, kevinisrael.com. Comedy is sometimes back, sometimes not. Doing some virtual shows. And my album, The Struggle is Real. But please, come to our live show, yes. January 23rd, at the AMC Theater in Clifton. You're, this is It's going to be such... I'm really fucking pumped about this. It's going to be a blast. Uh, the guys from the morning show on Compound Radio, they're going to bring... I know they're going to bring their A-game. It's going to be fun to watch Karate Kid. You're all watching Cobra Kai right now. Third season just came out. So come watch the Karate Kid on the big screen. You haven't been able to do that in probably three decades. And then we get to watch a live gutting and and just laugh. It's going to be a blast. And I, I can't say more. Get It's definitely going to sell out, like Goatee said. And uh, so go on our website and get some tickets and come out for a good time. It's going to be safe. It's going to be fun. I mean, what else is there to add besides guttingthesacredcow.com? Go with their GTSC podcast on Twitter. Make sure if you have not yet done so, a five-star rating, three-sentence review. We would appreciate that. KevinGoatee.com. That's that. We can't wait to see you at the live show. And listen, everyone, thank you so much for your continued ongoing support. We hit iTunes number 15 on the film and review section. So we're continuing to make strides, and we can't do it without you. So you guys and girls, you're the fucking tits, and we love each and every one of you. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you later. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.